0: You're listening to Pockets of Pleasure, a weekly podcast to help you to reignite the magic of your senses. Hello and welcome to episode 4 of Pockets of Pleasure. Last week we dug into the crucial importance of self-compassion and discovered an easy little technique for breaking through negative self-talk. I first learned about the power of the simple phrase, I am enough, when I took a class by Marissa Peer. The incredible life-changing effects that she witnessed through the use of this phrase were nothing short of miraculous. I'm all about quick and simple solutions that pack a punch well above their weight and I am enough certainly fits into that category in my experience. I'll pop a video of Marissa discussing depression in the show notes if you want to explore her teachings further, well worth a watch. Okay so this week I want to talk to you about one of my favourite sensory topics, sound. Funnily enough, this week, as I was planning this episode, we had a very noisy hurricane hit which was quickly followed by an icy blast that brought a few inches of snow with it. The contrast in the soundscape in those couple of days was quite incredible and the timing was pretty perfect. There's nothing quite like the sound of the world on the morning after a heavy overnight snowfall. When you wake up, everything is muffled. It's as though the world has been covered in acoustic foam. If I thought about it, I would have gone outside to record this podcast just to see how it compared. Maybe I'll give it a go next time. I find the sense of peace that comes with heavy snowfall, if you're safely tucked away in the dry warmth of home, of course, is like nothing else. It feels as though, just for a while, the world stops and takes a slow, deep inhale. That short period of time before the gritters get to work and the hustle and bustle returns feels almost sacred to me. This time, because of the theme of this week's podcast, it really struck me how unusual it is to experience that level of quietness. During the first lockdown, there was an extended period of relief from traffic noise, which was blissful, but it wasn't quiet. As it was springtime, the birds seemed to make the most of the quiet and sang with more gusto than usual. I'm fortunate to live next to a small wooded area that leads down to a beck and so we have lots of birds. And I managed to record some of this bird song and used it to create a woodland meditation sound journey. I'll play you a little snippet in the break. By contrast, when the snow falls, there's neither traffic noise nor bird song. It feels as though you're contained within a cloistered environment. It's restful, but it can also feel a little disconcerting. It's a type of silence that we're rarely exposed to here in England, at least. Whilst it does feel renewing and sacred, it's not a soundscape that I'd like to exist within for long, I don't think. Silence is a curious state. We can find it awkward in conversation and try to fill in any gaps. But in coaching, allowing space for silence is one of the most powerful tools at our disposal. It's often where the most profound breakthroughs occur. Jonathan Goldman, who I was fortunate to learn sound healing from, says, Silence is really the place that gives sound the opportunity to create healing. In music, the quiet spaces are as much a part of the piece as the sounds of the notes. If the gaps were all filled, we wouldn't have the same experience. Often, a piece of music becomes even more powerful through the anticipation that builds during a few beats of silence. During a live concert, you can feel the energy of the crowd building as they wait for the musicians to explode back into action, holding an audience wrapped in the pause. A musician casts a powerful spell that the crowd itches to break. The energy from the sense of release that comes in that moment, if it could be bottled, would probably power a city for days. Silence forces us to go within, to experience ourselves in our fullness. It gives us nowhere to hide from ourselves. It's no wonder then that so many of us reach for the TV or the radio to break the discomfort of silence when we find ourselves alone with nothing but our own thoughts. But can we find pleasure in silence? I think it depends on what surrounds the silence. If your ears have felt assaulted by sirens, Dogs yapping, the incessant chatter of children, the kettle whistling, the washing machine at the height of its spin cycle. Then that moment of silent respite when it falls can be utterly blissful. But if silence becomes the default soundscape of your day, I imagine it could quickly become extremely distressing. Honestly, don't think that we're built for long-term silence. We were created in rhythm and from the moment of our conception we've existed in a world of rhythm. The beat of our mother's heart was the soundtrack to our first months of existence. We'll have felt the vibrations as much as we heard them. Silence often means trouble. As a parent, you quickly learn that when your child suddenly goes quiet, they're usually up to no good. Now is not the time to revel in the silence, but to investigate its cause. In nature, silence often precedes a shift in the weather. When the birds stop singing before a storm, it creates an eerie sense of foreboding. Nature is not quiet. I think this is why silence can feel so uncomfortable to us. But unfortunately, our modern lives are unnaturally noisy, leaving our nerves frazzled and our ears ringing but we can't rely on the rare snow day to give our ears a rest, so we must find ways to build moments of quiet into our days. Periods of quiet reflection might feel like an impossible luxury, but if you can make space for even just a few a week, you'll notice a reduction in your mental clutter and your stress levels. This might look like something as simple as enjoying a cup of tea without having the TV or the radio playing and stashing your phone away in a drawer for those few minutes. Your brain will thank you for giving it a break from having to process all of those extraneous sounds, if needs be. With sound-reducing headphones, earplugs and ear defenders, you can take the silence to an even deeper level. Or you can just hope for a snow day. (laughs) We'll have a short break for that snippet of the woodland meditation I promised you, and then when we come back, we're going to leave silence behind and explore the types of sounds that bring you joy. I'm sorry. hope you enjoyed that little wander into the woods. Now if I asked you what sounds bring you joy, what would you say? Would it be things like birdsong, the rain falling, a cat purring, the roar of a V12 engine, a certain song perhaps? Would you include things like the striking of a match, the sizzle of a sausage, a thirsty plant soaking up water, a teaspoon breaking the seal on a new jar of coffee, your fingers running through your hair, or the snap of a piece of chocolate? We live in the ultimate surround sound system, but how many sounds do you really notice as you go through the day? As I write this, I can hear my son tapping away on his keyboard, the wind howling around the house, my feet rubbing together, the gurgle of my stomach, the central heating boiler kicking in and the creaking of my neck. Not exactly the most exciting sounds by any stretch of the imagination but it is half past midnight so it's a quiet time of the day where those subtle noises can be heard. I wouldn't call any of those pleasurable sounds but they go to show how noisy even the quiet is. My favourite sounds usually come from the kitchen. The slurp of a spoon scooping out jelly. The boing of water hitting a metal bowl. The pop of a cork being pulled out of a bottle, the of cold water hitting a hot pan. These are all as much music to my ears as my favourite songs and they definitely fit into the pockets of pleasure category. I think sometimes these sounds can be more pleasurable in a way than music because they're so fleeting and they're not necessarily easily repeated sounds and they can catch you unawares, giving you a little frisson of unexpected delight. Music is wonderful, of course, and it plays an enormous part in my life, but it's not the only type of sound that can bring us pleasure. How often do you notice or look for the unorchestrated sounds of your days? The little sparkles of everyday magic, which have a private audience of one. The pleasing noises that will never appear on a Greatest Hits album. What do the sounds that please your ears say about you? If you were to create a sound library of your day or your week, what stories would it tell without using any words? Could a stranger know something of who you are just from your selection of sounds? What would be more telling, the sounds you love or the sounds you loathe? Something to ponder perhaps. What about your voice? How much do you use this powerful instrument that's always with you? Do you shy away from singing or do you love to belt out a cracking tune at the top of your voice? Do you allow sounds of pleasure to escape or do you hold them in? Do you carry any shame around the sounds that you make? How do you use music? Is it a background noise to your work? Is it a mood enhancer or a memory jogger? do you use it to uplift you or to lull you to sleep? So many questions I know, but it's in the search for answers to questions like this that we come to know and understand ourselves better. As I mentioned last week, self-knowledge is the first branch of my coaching methodology, the tree of self-transformation. The search for pockets of pleasure is a part of this first branch. It's an enjoyable daily treasure hunt to uncover who you are and what makes you tick. It's not just an exercise in self-indulgence, it's so much bigger than that. It's a mapping of your subtle I like to think of it as a treasure map that you can use to guide your decision making, but I digress. Let's have a quick break before getting into this week's pocket challenge. See you in a minute. Welcome back. Okay, for this week's pocket challenge, I've got a couple of options for you. Option one is to start your own sound collection. You can do this in a journal, have fun trying to write the sounds you discover, or you can record them on your phone. Option two is to create a playlist for a mood that you want to be able to experience quickly and fully. It could be calming, energizing, encouraging, uplifting, whatever appeals. I've been doing this for years now and have quite a few collections, including an angry playlist which contains lots of loud sweary songs. It's a great way to quickly work rage out of my system. Creating associations with certain songs can be a great way to shortcut things. For instance, when my eldest daughters were little, we played an Enya cassette. Yes it's that long ago, to them every night to help them settle to sleep. They quickly associated Enya with bedtime, and for many years, if we were away from home and forgot to bring the cassette, we knew we were in for a really long night. Now, my younger two children have a different association with Enya. They associate her with Christmas, because we always play her winter album in December. For me, it's Bing Crosby that says Christmas. You'll have your own associations. Another association my eldest children had was with Blondie. It was my favourite music to clean to, so if they ever heard me put on that album, they'd rush in to ask me who was coming to visit. You can make your own mind up about what that says about my housewifery tendencies. If you go for option two, just have a think about where you might need a little help from music and get creating a playlist for it. It doesn't have to take you long. You don't have to do it all in one go. It can take you weeks, it can take you months, it can take you years. Just get started. And you also don't have to stick to one option. You can try both of them. Just have fun. Just listen out for the things that make you feel good. As you create more of these pockets of pleasure across all of the different senses, you're building up a bank of moments that can hold you in your own loving care you're building trust in yourself. You're learning to believe that you have your own back, which is something many of us haven't truly been able to hold as fact for a very long time. So keep going. Your pleasure matters so much more than you might think. And hopefully you're beginning to see that more and more with every passing week. Well, that's it for this week. It was a much more difficult topic to talk about than I expected because there's just so much that I could say about sound. So many of the notes, no pun intended, I made haven't even been touched on. So let's consider this an introduction with more exploration to come in future episodes. Next week, I'm going to begin touching the surface of another of my favourite sensory topics smell as always i love to hear how you're getting on you can find me on instagram at the sensory coach or use the hashtag tsc pockets to share your experiences don't forget the self-compassion advent calendar is available on my website thesensorycoach.com, via the show notes for episode three you don't even need to give me your email address to download them i'll also be posting each day's quote in my instagram feed so do check it out have a fabulous week exploring sound and i'll see you next week Bye for now.